John Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. Jim Jeffries Show podcast. I'm Jim Jeffries. This is the Jim Jeffries Show podcast coming from Townsville, Australia. We're in, we're in Townsville, Australia. We're in the dressing room. We're about to do a show. Could go well, could go badly. We've already done uh, Perth and we've done Adelaide, your hometown. Amos, how was that? Amos Gill is in the room with us. He's been on once before. Yeah, it was good for me, the hometown show. Then went to Perth. Then we went to Perth and Perth <coughs> was a one of, maybe one of my favorite shows I've done in years. 13,000 people. 13,000 people. I had, a, had a fantastic Actually, 2,099, or 13,000 during me, but there was one person missing. Um, for, Who was that? Oh, uh, Amos's mum didn't show up for oh. him. <laughs> Amos opened up the show, and his mother, who lives in Perth, who <laughs> had I was third on. Third. Yeah, he was third on. He was half an hour into the show. Uh, Amos yeah, there was three mom, openers. It was Craig, myself, and then and then Amos, who, who lives in Perth. Who, let's be honest, was this is the only opportunity to see Amos in front of a crowd this big ever in his whole career, and she didn't show up on time. No. How did that feel? Well, it was interesting because I got off the stage. Yeah, and yeah I, can you start the text? Yeah, I'll read the text. Oh, yeah, so the text I, I text mum. <laughs> And as I said, 13,000 people, you're thinking, this is huge, Mum. I mean, (laughs) backstory, she left me when I was 13 to start a new family. So if my my new half-brothers had done a show, she would have been there for them. I know, there's so much more to the story. Then she told you to come over to Perth. You were living in Adelaide. She said, come and live with me, darling. Come and live in Perth. Then she put you in boarding school. Like, the horrors (laughs) just don't stop. Well, I moved over to Perth to be with her new boyfriend. It was a plastic surgeon who just, like, renovated Who, who, yeah, basically fixed her up like an old car. I like to think he gentrified her like a neighbourhood. Oh. <laughs> Just did a facelift yeah, to it. a cupcake store and a one armpit. <laughs> so, anyway, I move over there, move in with them, and uh, they go, we'll give you a bedroom soon. You know, and after three months, I didn't get a bedroom. And after four months, I didn't get a bedroom. Well, do you think they were going to just extend the house? How was this bedroom going to happen? I was told that the office would become a bedroom, but he didn't want to give it up. And after five months of no bedroom, he came in and went, take the hint. This is a new family. Really? He said that? Yeah, he said that. And then I told mum and she was like, he's rich. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) What a cunt. Take the hint. This is a new yeah. family. So you know, look, I'm someone who had a, had a, a family, and, and probably will have another one in the future. So how did he do it? So like just for future future notes, what do I do when that arises for me? What when you? No, I love out? my son. I'm talking. <laughs> I let, I let you. I let you live with me in LA. Yeah, when, when Amos lives with me in LA, it was it was my child's birthday party. My child turned six, and he's standing there, and Amos is there, and Amos is playing with the kids, you know. And one of the kids goes, "Who's this guy?" And what did Hank say? He goes, oh, that's just some guy that lives with my dad. I don't know what they do. (laughs) (laughs) He's just a guy who lives with my dad. He just seems to hang around and do chores and stuff. They watch stuff downstairs and they're always laughing. That's a pretty good impression (laughs) of Hank, actually. That's pretty good. Um, All right, so we're at the the arena. 13,000 people. No, no, not yet. 13,000 people. You get off stage. You had a really good set. I was okay. It wasn't no, it was, it was good. Shout out to the Craig Quartermain. Oh, Craig Quartermain crashed. And then yeah. the show went rapidly downhill until it got to me, and then it picked <laughs> up again. So. No, no, no. You had a good set. Everyone had a good set. Yeah. Okay. So I wrote to my mum, 10.30. Are you here? This means a lot to me, everybody. Soon. Will I see you? This is after he's done his set, by this the is way. 10.30. The show started at 8. Well, no, you, the time change. You're reading it wrong. And then I wrote, I just got off the stage. And I'm very upset now. She goes, yes, I know. When will I see you? I said, after the show. Now, at this point, I'm thinking, maybe she did see me. She's made a confusing no. statement. No. She's saying, will I see you in person? Yes. <laughs> and, we we and all analysed it. Because she wants to come backstage and sure, be on my sure, manager. Because sure, sure. she's trying to take money off my manager to make a documentary. Sure. But also, at this point, it was clear she hadn't seen you. And Jim, who's usually not sympathetic at all... <laughs> Felt really bad. No, Jim was roasting <laughs> me about my set, and then no, no, when he found out my mum wasn't coming backstage, he went, "Oh, mate." Yeah, no, yeah, I thought that wasn't good. So, so then she goes, "I'm too nervous to watch you." My friends say you nailed it. And then, <laughs> <laughs> no, she wasn't even late with her friends. Uh, they showed up earlier without you. <laughs> and then she wrote, "Can I get another ticket?" And friends backstage to meet Jim. Yeah. <laughs> 
Anyway, then she comes backstage. She runs into my manager and your manager, Andrew, and said, you've gotten old, and then apparently tried to fuck you. Is that right, Andrew? She certainly was being very, very friendly. Yeah, she didn't try with me. She achieved. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Yeah. Uh, that, it, was, it was a brutal night. It was a brutal... I went backstage, there was fucking... There was there was uh, competition winners, fucking competition. There's a winners. lot of people back there. Yeah, there's, there's people. I have no problem with competition winners. Fine if you want to be a co- if you win, fantastic. I'll say hello to anybody. I'll take a photo with anyone. One can't. People just don't. We were talking about this. People just don't know how to hang cool. People, it's, it's so hard for people just to be cool, right? And and this this guy came up to me and he went, "Oh, you look a lot older in person than you do on the TV." Right. This oh. is as he meets me after winning a competition. <laughs> And I went, well, you can fuck off, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then just walked away. And then, like, oh, he's a moody. Like, his story now that he would tell his friend is that, oh, I'm a moody, arrogant bastard. But you keep inviting these fuckwits into parties. No, they want This guy no, won. No, 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 I know, no. I know that guy did. But remember, we were walking into the casino and these three people were walking and they said, oh, we love you, Jim. And he went, come into the back room. They were nice, though. And the, no, the moment they got in, Jim came over to me and went, oh, God, they're terrible. Yeah. No, 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 no. That was the waffle no, I girl. invited a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot of people. But I feel like that's a good story for people. Yeah. It's nice. They got to come back. They get to come back. You get him a drink. I, 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 my judgment isn't always. My brother comes backstage. He fucking, he fucking pissed me off, and he listens to this. So I won't say too much because I don't need a family fucking. Riff. Him and his wife just been married for four fucking days. They, Andrew said he got everyone outside. And he said, "All right, everyone, wait to come in." And then they came in yelling, and she went, "You need a new manager." <laughs> I'm just going to stage. What is fucking wrong with people? So I, go, I went, what? You need a new manager. We were waiting outside there. And I went, start again. <laughs> but she also brought polo people, which we went to that day. Oh, yeah, we went to the polo. That, yep. that is some privilege. That was the whitest thing is... I've ever done in my life was go to a polo match. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. like, that's I was white and I was That's the whitest thing yeah. Forrest ever done in his life. And when he was young, he was in the clan. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no. And go, Still and am, going, technically, but yeah. And going, the the king polo, size bed going to the polo was whiter. <laughs> it was, like, so... First of all, nobody was watching it. Everyone was in a tent. We, we went into a tent that it was like a diamond seller's, the Stefan diamond. Oh, yeah, we went into the special diamond. My brother had it. Everyone was very nice to us, mind you. Everyone yeah, was very... Yeah, yeah. But, it, was, but, it was very... But, I wanted to go and experience again. it, but it was just really... It was very, very wide. I wanted to watch... I was like, I guess we're supposed to watch the polo. Nobody's watching polo. No one's They're watching. You, you could have put these tents in a car park. Everyone yeah. would have had the same experience. Yeah. And I said to you when I was there, there's something about Australians where if we see a horse, we have to dress up well. Australians racing. have to be well dressed around horses. Like we're like, oh, fuck! If this horse sees me casual, it'll judge me. Right. <laughs> and it's like, as soon as the horses stop, we all get fucked up, drunk, and take our <laughs> shoes off and carry them around. Is that a thing in America, Forrest? Do you guys have in a Kentucky? Well, yeah, Derby? Kentucky, Kentucky Derby. Derby. Yeah, they dress is, like idiots. Yeah, they dress like with fancy hats and all sorts of shit. Yeah. But see, this is what I like about the British. If you go see the polo people at the polo in Britain, they're not in a costume. Mm. That's how these cunts dress. They're just posh cunts who dress that way. But when Australians do it, they're like, I've got a pocket square, I'm going to wear a pink shirt with a white out, with a white jacket. I'm describing my brother's actual outfit. <laughs> right? The rolled up, we love a bit of ankle. I oh, yeah. love a rolled up. Oh, Australians, since I've been here, the nation has given up on socks. Yeah, just given up on it. Yeah. I, here's the other thing. You, I, I've never been to a polo match, but I guess this is an Australian version when they have the race. So everybody's dressed... Really nice. Everyone's got on hats and fancy dresses. And, th- and then there's a thing where they're like, oh, okay, everybody, there's a race. All the women get out here. So all the women take off their shoes and they race for a prize of some sort. Through horse shit. Barefoot, through horse shit. The yeah, Aryan yeah, yeah. race, it's They're called. just running through horse. <laughs> some of them are falling down and just like. <laughs> Look, you want to know why they do it? Because it's, it's the only time it's a whole grouping of white people and they think they have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, none of them are here. We can win none something. of them are here. This is our best chance at running fast. We can't be showed up. Look, we all did the 100 in 14 seconds. <laughs> it's a Jamaican free zone. Oh. Yeah, no, it was... Uh, it, it, what my brother brought up, he goes, one of the captains of the polo team comes up to me. And, he, and we actually said he looked pretty cool. He was fucking he was, Yeah, he had like a ponytail. He's just like a polo. He's like, hey, I'm a big fan. He goes, and I, I, actually, I was a bit of a cunt to him the same way the guy was a cunt to me backstage. So we all do it. I fucking went... Did you win? And he goes, yeah, we won. I go, oh, good. I was going for the blue team. And he knew you were. Yeah, he knew I didn't give a fuck about polo. It's just, I just want to hear some fucking, some kid who rose from the slums to become the greatest polo player ever. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, you, you never hear that story. Oh, he started playing polo to get out of poverty. Yeah, yeah, he practiced on the top of his dog before he could afford a horse, and then I want, he's I great want, I want the Jamaican bobsled team story in polo. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, you could be John Candy in that film. Yeah. Uh, Oh, because I'm white? Yeah, because you're white. Because oh, okay. yeah, you're white and you're from, oh, right. from America and you've got the accent. <laughs> People are loving so, Forrested Australia, by the way. In the green rooms, mostly. You're very nice to everybody, Forrested. In the green rooms, mostly. What are you, the Nelson twins right now trying to fucking no, insult me? Right about? My brother loves you. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm lovable. Because I want to bring your, your, up... Your brother's a good guy. Your roommate's a hard hug. Oh, your roommate. Oh, Does he listen God. to this? He probably listens to this in the mine. Oh, okay. Let's talk about your roommate. Your roommate. Your brother, your brother is a... Uh, What's his name? Works, works. Justin. Justin is yeah. a sloppy, sloppy <laughs> well, drunk. Ju- Justin works in the... Mo- he's been a miner for years. He loves Jim. Everyone in the mess room or whatever there is, I was like, oh, you get to meet Jim Jeffries. And he's been talking about this for six months. I bring him backstage and uh, he's a fucking... And he shit himself. <laughs> <laughs> he, could, he, couldn't, he couldn't hang. He couldn't hang. <laughs> he could not hang. You had to send him home, right? Yeah, he kept going up to everyone going... I voted no. No, no, that's no. What he, what he did was, he was someone, <laughs> someone, oh, okay. someone had a gay. Was it a gay person? Or someone had a gay child. Yeah, someone had a gay child. And, and then he went, "I voted no." <laughs> right? And then, and then I and I was like, Justin, stop doing that, mate. And he goes, "I thought this was meant to be a controversial room." Yeah, yeah. I thought it was meant to be controversial. And it turns out he didn't vote no. He was just trying to stir <laughs> shit up. He voted yes. He just couldn't control himself. And he's like pushing through people. Spilled and drink. Spilled everybody's drink at least once. Everybody. It was like it was like a like a game for him or and something. And then he goes to me, and this is a he moved to, me tooed some people. Yeah, there was some, yeah, some pinching of. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't, it was yeah. unsavory. It's not good. And then yeah. at the end, I said to him, "Mate, you're gonna have to go home. Look, my, everyone's kind of getting pissed off with you." And he goes, "Oh." You too. You move over to Hollywood and you become a fucking one of these elitist cunts. <laughs> You're all fancy, wanting people to be nice to you. You're not allowed to punch strangers anymore. <laughs> Would you vote Hillary as well, you fucking weak dog? Uh, so we, we, have to, we have to talk about, uh, in the news in Australia at the moment, It's coming. it was in America um, today, so I don't, I don't know when this is coming out, but a Cleveland radio station got very upset, and they've stopped the It's Cold Outside song. Now, this is the first time they say it's been brought up that it, it talks about rape culture. Now, may it be said that I tried doing a routine on this last year and the audience was not having it. What they didn't want to hear bagged out. They kept on thinking that I was being petty. I don't think, look, I think it's a song. If you watch the original clip of the movie, it's very like they're just tap dancing. I really must go. Oh, it's cold. What movie is it from? Um, uh, Rape Me Now. Oh, And so it was an old Christmas movie. Anyway, but it's, it's, you're getting the lyrics, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but it's a bad read. Oh, it's Dean Martin originally. Okay, Dean Martin originally. And then, yeah, if you read it, uh, maybe it's bad out there. Yeah, maybe it's, oh, watching this drink. Oh, shut the fucking sit down. I really can't stay, baby. It's cold outside. And that's it's the guy telling the woman, you know, I got to go away. And then he says, baby, it's cold outside. The evening has been been hoping that you dropped in. And then it keeps going along. And I'll so, pull my finger out. I've got it. Have you seen I the new I ought to version? say no. Mind if I move in a little closer? Well, that's the thing. They're new video. But, like, okay, I don't want to be... Okay, so there's rap songs, there's oh, uh, metal songs that involve actual graphic lyrics of rape in them. Yeah. When does this stop being... Now, I don't think this is a rape song, personally. I think it's a fucking... Well, all the people that police this are, like, super woke left white people, mostly. Well, what happened is they, they took it off the radio and then some of the radio stations are bringing it back because they've had polls and 95% of people say, ah, fuck it! I like it, it's cold outside. <laughs> it's back? But even Matchbox 20 had that song, like, I want to push you around. Like this, DMX this... has a song about raping someone's 15-year-old, 15-year-old daughter. daughter. 15-year-old daughter. He won an American Music Award. We so were both watching Sky News before. We were on the way before we came out here. <laughs> but there's like, well, there, there was the, the Nirvana song. What's that one? What's that one? The one that bloody... What? What's this song that's Nevada? Says, it smells like Teen Spirit. No, 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 no. no but that no. does sound right. No, 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 no. There was the other, the other <laughs> song. Smells like teenagers. No, no, no. Nirvana had a song called "Rape Me." They, just, they went right yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The song's called "Rape Me," nah. and everyone's going, "What song?" And I was like, "It's on the tip of my tongue <laughs> and on the palm of my hand." <laughs> but did you find that that, that song was about Christmas? Because no, because two years definitely. ago, some lame people released a song about that which was like you know Mike Uber really Bray ma- 
No, and it went Spotify number one. It was like, I really must go. Why'd you say no? Like Michael Bublé couldn't. Yeah, Bublé. No, because they made it lame. Bublé just redid it with a lady called Idia Menzel or something. Yeah, the woman. What are you, fucking John Travolta? Say her name properly. What is it? Adidas M at the Grammys. It's still funny that he did that. And now to sing Let It Go. Zippity doodah! <laughs> <laughs> like he was so far off, he might as well go and to sing it. I have shit on my shoe. <laughs> I get whacked off in massage parlors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now to, and now to sing the song. I'm not gay. I'm not gay. Um. So we're in Townsville. We're about to do a show. We're, we're about Never to do. I don't know if people know this. We're about to do a show in about. I don't know. We should be saving An our hour. voices. Yeah. An hour, yeah. This is far north Queensland, which is, I don't know if the people, would you say it's like the south we, of we, we have friends. We, we have, have people we from have, Townsville in the room. We have friends in the room. With us. Mr. Charlie Crossley is here. Charlie, I met on Russell Crowe's farm. Uh, that's always, you know, as I meet a lot of people. <laughs> right? And no one else. If Charlie, Russell wasn't even there. <laughs> it's just me and him in a sauna. Are you, all, are you guys off? <laughs> no, he, he, you're schoolmates with Russell, right? Yeah, him and Russell went to school together. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah the yeah. two of them used to sit at home and watch the original TV series, The Gladiator, and he turned to Russ and he goes, oh, i got an idea for you, mate. <laughs> that's how it happened. <laughs> Are you like his only schoolmate that he stays in contact with? Because people don't really last that long. Pretty much, yeah. What was it? I don't have any mates from school like that. It's no, pretty, yeah. Hardly any. But did the heaps of people hit Russ up for stuff and he cut them out? Yeah, no, no. Russell's a very generous man. We yeah. said that. Very generous well, man. I love Russ now, but my first experience with Russ was horrible because he like, came to see you at the Troubadour Theatre in LA and I was just waiting there and he's with his mate. Yeah. And you were talking to someone and I went up to Russ and I was like, this is my big moment. And I went, oh, g'day, Russ. Uh, my friend's dad was your pilot. And he looks at his mate and goes, yeah, do we know him? And he goes, yeah, the red-headed fella. And he goes, ah, cool, you guys talk about him. And walked off. <laughs> <laughs> and I was sitting there and I was like, surely it's interesting to know someone's pilot. <laughs> how was how that boring? Yeah, but the, the last time, me, uh, me, you and Jason Whitehead, I was doing Madison Square Garden small room. Um, but I was playing Madison Square Garden and Russell came along to see me. This is only a couple of weeks ago because he's out there doing a movie in New York. And so we all went out in the piss after my show. In between that, me and you went and saw just Billy Joel's Encore next yeah. door, which was fun. That's all you need to watch. Yeah. And then afterwards, afterwards, so I just played Madison Square Garden. I'm feeling pretty good about myself. We hit the fucking source, and right. And then, and then Russell's like, "Oh, let's go down and see the Wu Tang Clan." So we finished it off because Rizza was there, you know, Rizza. So it was a Russell's good night. Mate, Jim Jeffries, Billy Joel, Wu Tang Clan, all in the space of three hours. Quite the concert. <laughs> <laughs> And I saw Russ and I was like, man, I want to bring up the, I want to bring up the pilot thing again. Maybe this time it'll work. Did you? No, I stopped myself and went, uh, he just said, Why would you do it again? Because at least this time I thought... Because you did did some comedy in front of him this time. Yeah, so I thought, well, now that he's seen me do comedy, I could really have this pilot conversation once and for all. (laughs) And what did you think the ending was going to happen? What was going to be the ending of I just ended up going for the handshake because Jim's taught me to be an easy hang, which is just, (laughs) don't go up up to Russell Crowe and go, gladiator, just freak out. Yeah, I, had, I had one mate in New York who, who I always hang out with who's, who's a bit of a dickhead called Brian. I like I love Brian, but Brian's a bit of a fucking dickhead. Blind right? Brian? Yeah, Brian McCarthy. You know Brian. Yeah. Very funny. Very funny man. He, he, wrote, all the, he wrote all the jokes, um, the most interesting man in the world jokes for Dos Equis Beers. I didn't remember yeah, that. Yeah, so that's how he made his coin. He made the, the most interesting man in the world jokes. And the, those, that ad campaign did massive. Anyway, over the years, Brian has gone blind. Which give, It used to be like you, you went into a party with Brian and then it was like, ah, oh, fuck, Brian's getting kicked out. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then you looked at people like, Brian kind of deserves it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, he was yeah, just yeah. that guy, right? But now Brian's gone blind. <clears throat> and it's given him a lot of goodwill. You know, so now he acts like a dick and you go, he's fucking blind. <laughs> and they go, oh, all right, all right, all right, all right, right. Is that like you at Crown? Yeah. <laughs> You're also we'll blind. We'll talk, about, we'll talk about that in a second. Anyway, so this time I said, I said, when you meet Russell, don't be a dickhead, Brian. Just be cool, will you? And he goes, oh, yeah, of course. So he walks up with his cane, fucking whacks Russell in the fucking leg. I go, Russell, Brian. He goes, hey, Cinderella, man, you want to have a go? And I'm like, fucking hell, Brian. <laughs> I just told you, don't be a dickhead. <laughs> Master Commander. Yeah, yeah. And, I'm like, and he's like, oh, I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. 
it is Cinderella man. Yeah, what's that? There is a weird compulsion to do that though. I don't know what it is. And I see people, my friends meeting Jim. I'm like, just just go up to him and say I enjoyed the show. But they have to come up to him and be like, oh, I'm a giant. And it's like, why did you do it? I was rude though to your your football mate. Who is your football mate? Uh, a play, guy from the Adelaide Crows, the AF Rory. Yeah, Rory Atkins. Rory Should... Atkins is he famous? No, I mean it's in Queensland. You know yeah, they know him. Yeah, so he's a good player. Yeah. Right. So, the... so he was backstage. So he's a really good friend of mine. First of all, I talked about sports to him for 20 minutes and I was like telling him how it is kind of thing like yeah and then you got I, this do it. I tell him yeah. how it is I was talking about how I had an injury where <laughs> where I ruptured right, my Achilles and, and then uh, something without Red Bull I'm a little bit high and then, then I asked him what he did for a living he goes oh, I play football I go oh, you should have let off with that because now I look like a dickhead just like talking about sports yeah, injuries sports. So he, he yeah. really loves he loves Jim and he wants to come back he, he comes back there and I go ah, Rory and he gets, has to meet a lot of people as well. She's like, oh, I don't want to bother him. Like, he's really nice. He's like, oh. he was very sweet, though. He goes, yeah, I'll, just, I'll just wave at him or whatever. And I go, no, no, I meet him. I go, Jim, this is Rory. He's a professional athlete. And Jim just looks at him and goes, you don't look like a professional athlete. You're sort of podgy. <laughs> Let me come in for a second. Starts touching his body and goes, and you're very ugly as well. Very fucking ugly, man. Without football, you wouldn't get a root. Yeah, some <laughs> people just can't hang. Some people just can't hang is yeah. my point. <laughs> some people are hard hang. I'm an easy hang. Yeah, yeah. That was very nice. Nice you, Jim. Yeah. I remember the rest of his life. It. He yeah. said to me the next day, got roasted by Jim. Fucking hilarious. I think I'm going to do it. I have to do it. Read. Before you read this, I just want to let you know. What? So we put out a podcast read last week. Here. We put out, yeah, we turned off the air for the, uh, do you want one? We can turn it on. Yeah. We have a little bit of background. We'll be right, put down the 10 minutes. Um, the, the, uh, we, we had a podcast last week because we're trying to please people. And so we had to do ad reads for it. And you were already in Australia. So I sent you the ad reads. You did them in your hotel and you put them on. No big deal, right? Fucking people complained that like, oh, we could tell Jim didn't read these during the podcast, and they complained that they weren't as fun and stuff. I was like, I was fucking, I, I was, yeah. I was in bed with dried up cum on my stomach <laughs> while I read those fucking things. Like, give me a break. Well, the advertisers were like that. You should have said that. Like, let off of that. I think, I think it was for cleaning products. No, it was this right here. I think we Mate, did this one. Yeah. Look, 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 Forrest. Yeah, what's up? I, I don't know about you. But millions of men across the globe suffer from textile dysfunction, leading to poor performance in their mm. dress shirts. I'd agree with that, wouldn't you, Charlie? <laughs> this is a product for you, mate. <laughs> Thankfully, Mizzen and Maine have developed a cure. Their dress shirts are made with performance-driven fabrics that are designed to look great all day and require no iron or ironing or dry cleaning, which is good because I do neither. I'm on day 14 of this tour. As you'll notice, I'm wearing a Ramones T-shirt turned inside out. <laughs> I'm not kidding. The tag's on the back. And i got a jacket. Go, you had a go at me the other day and said, oh, you're wearing the same jacket on today. Yeah, because you go home all the time for your mum and she does your washing and fucks people you don't like. Yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, sorry uh, about that. Sorry. <laughs> your, your, your mum should have gone to the show, mate. She would have gone to the show. Maybe she'll come next time. Well, yeah, she said she'll be here tonight. Sure. <laughs> The dress shirts are made with performance-driven nah. fabrics. Right there, you got to go there. i got to go to the next line. Well, you got to say their name. That's what you missed. Yeah. I, was doing the, I was doing a lot. Of, I was reiterating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mizzen and Main dress shirt provide all-day <laughs> comfort with built-in four-way stretch and moisture wicking technology. Wicking technology. Yeah, wicking is what, great. What the fuck is wicking? You don't know what wicking is? Uh, it's like you ever, seen, <laughs> you ever seen a wicker basket, how it's all weaving in. The fabrics are all weaving in uh. like that. And it's wicking technology because other shirts you've had are just a ball of cotton stuck to your arm. No, that's not what it is at all. Shut that up. That's not what it is at all. Wicking. Moisture wicking. Wicking means it like pulls it away from the shirt. Shut like up, it, it dries yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. No, well, you're, not, you're fucking selling something and then you're right. wrong information. All right, egghead. <laughs> if, if I knew what the technology is, I'd make the shirt myself. All right. That's why I've got Mizzen and Maine. They're a dress shirts of choice for many... Oh, they are the dress shirts of choice for many professional athletes like J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt. And Phil Mickelson. Oh, he said his name was Nicholson. It says Mickelson here. It's Mickelson. Yeah, I know. I know now. I read it. (laughs) If Mizzen and Maine can increase their performance, imagine what they can do for you. There's no more need to be embarrassed by your textile dysfunction. It's like erectile dysfunction. Very, very good. Head to MizzenandMaine.com to find your cure and discover the longest-lasting best look for men. Ask your doctor if your heart is healthy enough. Probably not good for you then, mate. (laughs) Charlie, these shirts aren't for you. <laughs> Need a healthy heart to wear these. These are the snacks they were Ask your doctor if your heart is healthy enough to looking your best you've ever looked in your life. If you experience your dress shirt looking great for longer than four hours, good job. You're wearing Mizzen and Maine. 
You'd almost wear it in front of a horse too. Headed, head to mizzenandmain.com for free shipping. Orders of $100 or more. So that says to me that the shirts are under $100. You could buy one shirt and you won't get free delivery. But I feel like they're that reasonably priced and that good a quality. Mizzen and Main look great. Longer. <laughs> There you go. Without cum on your stomach. Good ad read. That was good. That was very good. As an ex-commercial yeah. writer. I, I think I, people I will still be disappointed, that. though, in the ad I should, a, I should be an ads man. Um, Forrest, I love when you go and buy formal clothing. That's not your jam, is it? You, you hated that when you went to that fucking wedding. Oh, yeah. Why? Were we talking about that? You just, yeah, just how comfortable you are with a fucking shirt. When you're fat, you don't want to be in anything formal. It's not flattering. They can do whatever they want, make it as stretchy and, like, hide shins. It is the fucking worst. Like, a suit... For, what are you shaking? I don't, look, I have my fucking outfits tailored by a professional. I, I went and had to go it tailored. The show. Only because of the TV show have this done. My whole life hasn't been like this. Now I just think that I'm a perfect fucking sized person, but I know I'm horrendous. I've, I went and had it tailored. I, 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 I have the arms man. and legs of a dwarf and the torso of someone who's six foot eight. You've got fucked legs though, because I saw you at the pool the other day. I'd never seen you in shorts. It yeah, yeah. When I, when I wear shorts, people laugh. <laughs> I don't know what that's about. I don't not do anything weird. People remember when I showed up at work for like a week in shorts because I had that ruptured testicle. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you're, you were also wearing like basketball shorts too. It wasn't even like good shorts. I'm gonna turn this other AC. Yeah. Have been spoken about before. We have spoken about it, and I couldn't I couldn't do Conan O'Brien because my testicles swelled up like a grapefruit. <laughs> it did. It just swelled up. I was having a wank, and then a bit of blood came out. And your first thought is not positive. <laughs> Right, and I'm sitting there, and then I thought, oh god, I've got chlamydia or something like that. And you don't want to ring up girls and go, "Yeah, fucking bitch, you've given me until you're sure, right?" So I thought I'll keep it to myself until all the test results come in. I did that though. Recently. No, but what happened? Yeah, yeah, you had to. But anyway, so the first of all, the blood comes out, and then I was it was show day the next day, so it was Monday. I had to get to sleep six o'clock in the morning. We're filming the show. Then I wake up in the morning, my testicles swollen a bit, but then you have to have another wank. To see if it does it again. Right, right, of course. Yeah. You have to, there has to be a test wank, otherwise you're not sure if you're always shooting blood. Well, that's scientific method. Yeah, so you're there and you go, oh, God. So you're going, I'm going to have to go to the deep, dark web to get the porn to make this happen. Coming not, into not, a beaker. Nothing illegal, but stuff that you're not proud of yourself when you watch it. You're like, that was that was, you're not happy with that. That family was just trying to have a Thanksgiving. Anyway, so... <laughs> so, so I did it again. Fucking blood shoots out, and I'm like, oh, God. And then I had to go into TV, and I didn't tell anyone. Does I, it hurt when the blood shoots out? No, no, it's still coming. It's just, it wasn't all blood. Oh, so it's weird. Like it wasn't all blood. You're like, like orgasming and wild blood is shooting out. Yeah, you're so like, oh, I'm not happy. Oh, feels oh. great. Yeah. Like <laughs> sriracha and mayo, that kind of consistency. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Less stingy. Yeah, but no. Yeah. Anyway, so I did that, and then my, over the course of the day, my, my ball kept on swelling up. They did more tests, and the doctor like, oh, you definitely got, like, chlamydia or, or something like that. Didn't have it. Had nothing. And then it turned out that um, I think my testicle had been... I, I, I don't want the world to know this, but yeah. had been sucked on a little bit harshly by an individual. Oh, not myself, okay. right? <laughs> and so who passes this info on to Conan O'Brien? Well, anyway, they say Jim anyway, or Jim's the, the next, the next day, the next day, you remember, I couldn't walk. Yeah. And I was walking, I was on a horse, and I said, I said I'll do Conan... <laughs> I'll do Conan, but I have to. They have to come back from the ad break, and I'm already seated. <laughs> right? I, they can't introduce me. I can't walk out onto the thing and do it. Right? And then like, yeah, so, it would have been a terrible walk. Is that no, one of those pillows? It would have been like, uh, like <laughs> it would have been like you had like, like, a, like, wanna, a, like I'm, a, I'm not a pro-Trump guy, but when he says like things, fake news and that type of stuff. Now I don't believe. I, I will say this: there is a lot of fucking bullshit in the media where they just fucking make shit up, right? Because they go to me, they go, they go, uh, I go, I can't come, no problem. And then like they were just short a guest, so they had one guest do two spots. Conan took a few, not like digs at me because I did the show a week later. Me and Conan get along fine, and Conan said. Oh, Jim Jeffries must be really sick, can't go on, blah, 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 blah. And then someone wrote an article that I had drunken too much alcohol and taken too many drugs and I wasn't fit to be on screen, so they told me I couldn't go on. Couldn't yeah. be further from the truth. I, I just was shooting blood out of my dick. <laughs> have some respect. Would have been great if you called up that journal. Excuse me, fake news. I had two wanks, blood two times. Well, I had to ring up. I had to ring up Conan and go, Conan, and I, I, you know, I am a drinker, but I wasn't. That had nothing to do with the reason. Me come look like your hair, mate. That's, that's what I'm trying to but say. Did, it'd be all, 
also, also, I think I've proven myself over the years to be someone who functions wasted. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how many important jobs have I done off my fucking tits? Now, the audacity for someone to say that I was too drunk, please, I would have just embarrassed myself. I just couldn't walk. And, and it wasn't just I couldn't walk. I would have had to sit down in the seat and gone, ah, ah, and ease myself in. And then just gone, just a minute, wait, be a minute. Ah. Yes, I have a TV show I'd like to promote. You know what I mean? I just had a fucked up testicle. Anyway, and the, and the point of that is buy... What's the brand there? I'm sure that... Anyway, Sunbasket. No, 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 no. no that's, that's, uh, you want to read Sunbasket? Yeah, Sunbasket has been rated the number one meal kit by leading publications because they make it easy and convenient to cook healthy, delicious meals at home, no matter how much you suck in the kitchen. How much do you suck in the kitchen? We, the, the, we do this joke every fucking time we do this ad. And read. you never answer, come on. Yeah, yeah, because you know I'm pretty how good in the kitchen. No, no, no. I no. mean, I mean, how many times do you line up for me and suck in the kitchen for us? Oh, well, that's, that's a that's a different joke. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah, anyway, well, that's the only way to make spaghetti bolognese. Everybody knows that. Well, all right, first. How? <laughs> well. Sunbasket works with the best farm supplies to bring you fresh organic produce, responsibly raised meat and seafood delivered right to your door. Everything is pre-measured and easy to prep, meaning less hassle and less food waste. Plus, you can get healthy, delicious meals on the table in about 30 minutes. That's, you know, 30 minutes. That means your mum can make a meal for you, Amos, and fuck four guys and still be at the table on time. <laughs> still not see a set. <laughs> and still miss your fucking show. Her play setting just left yeah. She could parent the other kids a lot more, tell them they all love them. Anyway. Better yet, now you get more options than ever. Forrest just made lettuce wrap turkey sliders with Asian slaw. How did well, they go, Forrest? How did they go? Yeah, I made those in Perth. It's pretty good. Did you? I, no, I, I always know. Whenever we're on the road, whenever we're on the road, he brings a little stove top. <laughs> a little you can't stop. He's got a little. I have he's got a little hob, and he, he just goes, I'm, "I'm here cooking. I'll be ready in thirty minutes." <laughs> I have eaten everything that they've sent. You always say you want this, by the way. Yeah, and then in it, one sitting. And, but, but then if I try to give it to you, if I try to give it to you, then you don't eat it. So that's the thing. But no, I've had, no, no, I, 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 I didn't even have the turkey sliders last time. I had, it was like uh, these chicken skewers, and they had like a pesto pasta with chicken and like uh, sun-dried tomatoes. It's all good except for the turkey sliders. I ate that shot blood out of my dick. Just saying. <laughs> No, no, I hear they're very good. Not from Sun Buddy, yeah. Not from Sun <laughs> That was Blue Apron. <laughs> that was Blue Balls Apron. Yeah. Better yet, now you can get more options than ever. Forrest just made lettuce. Uh, he did that yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Just, just go to that. hey, hey. Yeah, just just go to Sunbasket app. Go there. Just go to Sunbasket right app yep. and pick from eighteen healthy weekly, weekly recipes, including paleo. Well, these are all Forrest options. <laughs> Gluten free, <laughs> lean and clean, vegan, Mediterranean. And lard. <laughs> Forrest yeah. normally goes the, the lard, lard diet, option. Yeah. Lard. Yeah. It's like keto, but <clears throat> yeah. more it's like paleo. It's called lardo. <laughs> How's your weight doing? You guys are you happy with your weight, though? Like, uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm happier. Jim, can we talk about I mean, but I mean, no, like, no, are no, you... Uh, no, 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 no. He's got body dysmorphia, this one. All right. <laughs> Choose any recipes you like. Okay, hold skip. this off. I, gotta, I don't I know what you're saying. I got yeah, an yeah. ad read. <laughs> Choose the recipes you like. Skip a week or cancel any time. There's something for every healthy journey and every busy lifestyle. Go to sunbasket.com slash Jim. To, uh, today and learn more and get $35 off your first order. That's sunbasket.com slash gym for $35 off. Sunbasket.com slash gym. That's the ad. What were we going to talk about? Body dysmorphia? No, no. What do you mean? No, no, no. Let's, go, let's do it right now. We're on the podcast. No, 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 no. you just always you think, you think. cracks at Jim's way. You cracks at no, because... It, because, I, because well, first of all, let's not say I always have cracks at his weight. That's your only joke with me. That's the only one you have. No, you think I'm, the same, you think I'm the same weight as you. No, no, I don't think you're the same weight as me. I just know that you think that you've gained too much weight, and if I say it, it's hurtful to you. I have so. gained too much weight. Yeah. I'm not the same weight as you. No, I don't say you're the same weight as me. You have a better heart than me. I'd be dead by the time I reach your size. No, no, no. I, I don't ever think you're the same weight as me. I just think that it's, it's, it's more hurtful to you than it is to me when I say it. So. No. <laughs> I've heard some comments. No, no, no. That is true. Forrest has a very thick skin. It's about fucking 12 <laughs> inches. Yeah, well. What are the comments in yours? No. Well, I'm not going to go there. I've never said I'm the we same still, weight as him. We still have six shows on this tour. I've never said I'm the same weight as him. We don't have six shows. We have five. Give it a week. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make sense either. You're going to add a show? 
No, I give it a week. The, the show's on every day. Yeah, I know. Oh, well, it's in a down. I want to know what it is. Everyone, is you guys aren't going to bring something up and then not this say it. This is how it. the Beatles broke up. You're, you're going you're gonna to bring something up and then not say it. Fucking Yoko's come in oh, with I his have opinions. Definitely, I have definitely heard. I'm going to throw two people under the bus. I'm sure we can do that. You've said you and Jim are almost the same weight. Before. I've never said that in my life. Oh. I know that I'm not even close to that. Dude, you did once. I've and, never said that. And our other friend once said this in the same week because I've stored them in my are these people serious category. Uh, our other friend they said he's never disappointed a woman sexually. All right, we have to talk about this. Before we get into, let me just tell you, I, if I had said I'm close to the same weight as Jim, I said it to hurt him to make him think that. That's it. I've never thought that at all. But let's. Yeah, but that doesn't hurt. Let's back you. You think you're insane? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, it just it does hurt you a little bit. Oh man. Didn't masturbate till he's 22. 22 years old and I didn't find even there's people who don't even know who he is they've all popped out like what the <laughs> fuck fucked up and I tease him about it and he's like he's like this hey just never thought about it man I just never thought yeah. about it no he's not lying we were in a car de- comedian DC? Steve Hughes I feel like we need to, I feel Hughes. like we need to get him on the phone to like Steve to Hughes defend himself locked him in a room with pornography and said don't come out until you do he was forced to masturbate and he's like this hey man he's Canadian he's like hey man I didn't have to masturbate I was fucking chicks like, not fucking every three times a day. <laughs> wait, I, wait, I, wait. I, I fuck a chicken when they leave, I have a wank afterwards. I feel like we have to get him on the phone to defend himself. No, he thinks it's weird. No, he doesn't think it's strange. He doesn't think it's strange. He's no. pre- he, he doesn't think it's strange. He just never, he goes, I never thought about it. We, we were driving from DC to New York. This is for the Madison Square Garden gig. Back there, he told the story, and the driver's like, "That's some fucked up shit." Like, <laughs> and, and Tazy was like, "Oh my god, Jim, are you okay? Why would you wait so long?" And then he said, "Well, he's like, I was fucking chicks, and I've never disappointed one sexually." And he, and he goes, "He goes, I tell you why, because I was fucking chicks, and I've never disappointed one sexually." <laughs> he's been fucking he's up since he was twelve. <laughs> wait, when was the first time you, you jerked off? Ah, uh, like without coming, like six or seven. <laughs> But I, 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 I didn't What? Count. You were yeah, jerking no, off at six was, or seven? I was pulling my dick at six or seven, yeah, yeah. And what, just the dust come to this Yeah, I was just like doing something with it, rubbing it, washing, <laughs> washing it a bit too long by myself and getting an erection. But then like I didn't come until I was like fucking six and a half. Actually, I had a full circle moment because I watched the Hopman Cup. Shut at up, wait, six and a half. No, no, that's a lie. That's a joke. Uh, but I, I reckon I was maybe ten when I first came. Hmm. That's pretty good. I, the first, my first wank was to the Hopman Cup to a, a tennis player. And then we did a gig there the other day. Trust me, didn't have... I trust you. I'm just trying to get him on the phone just because I feel no, like... Haven't I told you this? It's no, mental. No, no, I never knew There's this. a thing I'll tell you off air because I feel like I shouldn't... Because he's my mate. That's, that's <laughs> even... <laughs> no, that's even creepier than that. Yeah. The position he wanks in is fucking We've already bizarre. given it away now. That's like... No, what are you giving it what away? What is he like on like, uh, like gravity boots or something? No, I'm no, sad. It's, down it's, or, it's uh, not good. It's not uh, good. It makes you... I like I love the guy, but I wouldn't leave him alone with a child now because it's too he's too weird. Okay. No, he didn't have a wank till he was fucking twenty two. That's some weird fucking shit. He's not picking up. It's one thirty like, in the morning. Like, hands up, but... men and women in the room. Did anyone okay, uh, who whose first wank okay, whose first wank was thirteen? Thirteen, like like above thirteen. Below, below. All right? Everyone okay, below thirteen. You're below 13. Charlie was below 13. <laughs> uh, back, jo, Charlie did it with Russell back before, <laughs> back before Robber Stopper. They both, fucking, they both fucking lubed their heads up and rubbed it onto each other. Well, this is normal. <laughs> I would say 12, yeah, something like that. Like we had a friend who made a vagina. He thought wanking was making a vagina out of his hands. And yeah, he'd up and fuck it. And he'd just stand there and make hands and be like, oh, yeah, you fuck it like it's a vagina. And we're like, no, mate, you grab it and have a wank. And then he came back to school after the weekend and was like, you've blown my mind. Well, it is, it, it, <laughs> it is a weird thing. Nobody teaches you. No, but that was the thing. You have to figure it out on your own. Hey, hey, so I, I don't have Oberg, a Michael Oberg. Is that a father teacher? Come into the microphone for a second. Come into the microphone for a second. No, we've got an extra one. We've got an extra one. Now, Michael here is, he too manages two things, the killers and me. That's what he does. My I think he has some other work in there. Yeah, he gets probably some work in between. But for the most part, the killers and me are his, his bread and butter. I went, we went and saw the killers. He gave us a box seat. And I said, and I looked at the whole production. And I went, geez, it must be easier touring me. And he goes, nah, they don't make me get pissed till four in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, they're talking to the mic there. See if we can hear you. All right. All right. Okay. What age were you? Now, now you're, you're, I don't know how old you are. Just, it's hard to pick. 
It's hard to pick. Do you want the truth? Yeah, I, just give me the decade. Decade. They were oh, born. Fifties. Oh, you're in your fifties. No. Oh. Born in the fifties. Born in the fifties. That makes more sense. Yeah. Anyway, so, 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 what age were you when you first wanked? Yourself. No, yourself. Not another that. person. <laughs> oh, I know that one. Um, yeah. oh, probably, I don't know. Teens, early teens. Early teens, yeah. right? Normal man. Normal fucking man. Do you have kids? Hold on. Did your dad teach you? No. Yeah. So, but you, what do you, who said your dad teaches you? You did? Yeah. Your dad taught I, I you? I said that because you didn't have a dad. Yeah, no, oh. yeah, no, no wonder your mum left. Your fucking dad's <laughs> creepy around the My mum caught me. My mum caught me. I was, I was only prepping for a wank. Prepping. Yeah. Right? 40 degrees heat, middle of summer, no air conditioning in the house. I've gone back to my bedroom. I've got my magazine out. I'm about 12, 13. Got me magazine out. I'm getting ready for me, Wayne. And then she comes in the room. I hear her barreling up the hallway. I pull the duvet over me. I'm laying there under the duvet, just like... And then she walks in, and she comes in. She goes, this room's a fucking mess. Make sure you clean this room up. And then I was like, all right, Mum, right onto that, like that. And then I'd never been so obedient, and she was like, something's up, right? She goes... What are you doing under the covers like that, right? And I said, oh, I'm having a nap. And she goes, you haven't had a nap for years. And I'm like fucking sweating my ass off. She starts pulling on the duvet. Mm-hmm. I'm holding on like this. This isn't a good leverage point. I've got a 350-pound woman fucking being an anchor, right, pulling back. Now, now, now for some reason, my erection strengthens, right? <laughs> she's, pulling, she's pulling against the fucking duvet. Now, you know when you're having a tug-of-war, this is a good metaphor for this, right? When you're having a tug-of-war uh, battle, right, and... You know you're going to lose, and the only joy you have left is letting go of the rope and watching them fall over. (laughs) Right? So I thought, I'm not going to win this. So I let go. She smashes into the cupboard, falls down. I flip over onto my ass, so my sweaty little fucking 13-year-old ass is glistening in the sun. And she just stands up and she goes, you disgust me. (laughs) Well, at least she was there. My mum didn't turn up to my wank. (laughs) No, she got there, but you had cum yeah, on your stomach. You know, there, right? was, you know what's good, Amos? I saw the glisten in your eye about a minute into that story going, oh, when it ends, I've got a line. When it ends, I'm ready to go. She's given me so many gifts. All right. So, so you, you're a reasonable age. Well, yeah, but when you just mentioned all that, I just thought about the fact that these days, you know, with porn, kids... Don't need someone to teach them to wink. No, no, no. But it was a bit of a, a bit of a. Um, or how, like a or how to choke a, a woman, or how to, or how to shit on people. That have the history in the fifties, in the sixties, seventies. Or how to get two cocks in your ass at once. We don't have to have lessons anymore. For me, I we just, have visual displays of love. It's taking the magic out of it. The family bomb. I think. I think the first time I did it, like I had an itch on my dick, and then I itched it, and I was like, oh, that felt good, and then. Bullshit. So, so I, I wasn't. Yeah, no, no. So I like was like I wasn't doing it right. I was like rubbing it with the side of my hand. I was like, this can't be right, but it's still gonna work. And then I figured it out. I didn't have the dad. We talked about this, but uh, I didn't have anybody to go to him. But like, you, know. you make this so weirdly gross. Like, it was, did you have a foreskin? Yeah, he used to be a marine biologist. No, no. There was there was a barnacle. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking scraped off an abalone shell. Oh, that was an oyster. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah it came off. Either way. Weird. weird, weird, and, and, he, weird. And, the, and the fact that he doesn't just go, yeah, it is weird. I acknowledge that now. Mm. The fact that he fights you, mm. he fights you on it. He just goes like this. No man, where, where? <laughs> didn't his testicles get sore? I had to empty my balls out. It was like a medical thing I had to do every couple of days, or I'd die. He would have had wet dreams. I've, I've only had one. I've had one wet dream in life because I empty it out. I don't fucking leave a backlog out so that my fucking brain has to do the work. I do the work. I let my brain think about writing jokes. I'm trying him one more time. I don't think you have him as an adult. I just feel Adults like I was a very ambitious child. One <laughs> thirty in the morning. He's What's he doing? He could be sleeping. He's definitely not up having a way. <laughs> Maybe he is. Maybe it's whatever position you're talking about. I mean, but how? But he tells girlfriends that. How would you tell a girlfriend? I mean, you don't ever tell about your wank techniques to any girlfriend. No, but you would never go. I, Hello? You wouldn't. No. You wouldn't go. I didn't wank till I was twenty-two. No, I mean, I, I don't think I've ever said the day. But I, I, did, I think, I think the next generation now. So, Ollie, you're, you're a younger man, right? How old are you? Twenty-five. Okay. When I was at school, we were all denying wanking. 
We were like, nah, I don't wank. You fucking wank. You're a wanker. Yeah. I don't do it. I... And we all went home with this private shame where I'm the only one. <laughs> Everyone else is a well-developed human being, but I have a serious problem that I can't control. And then, oh, you're a wanker, right? One kid gets caught wanking, and then we just tease him relentlessly, right? Your generation, were you all just honest about it? Yeah, yeah. Get in the, come to the microphone, Ali. Come to the microphone. Come to the microphone. Probably Snapchatting it. <laughs> Your first tissue that's all crumpled up. I was in primary school. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, that that's a weird conversation to have when you think about it. Like, your mate comes up and goes, Ooh, I got something. Like, I got something to share, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a breakthrough. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I can't remember how we spoke. Did you have an itch? Yeah. It was a bit, See? I don't know, it was a bit more deliberate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, he knew what he was. He was like, mate, go home, shampoo. Grip, grip it and shampoo. See what happens. And I was like, "That's a bad advice, right there." Shampoo's bad advice. <laughs> that was the thing is because I used to do a routine yeah. on this about how like you'd come in your hand. Now, now it's a schoolroom thing. You you go in the toilet, come in your hand. You go out and you smash it in a kid's face and go, <laughs> "Seagull." <laughs> Right? I'm like, these kids, like, and then they go, and the guy with the cum in his face looks like a fucking asshole. When I went to school, the guy wanking in the bathroom at school and slapping cum around was the outcast, not the, not the hero in the story. I've just had a weird memory just then of one of my earlier wanks was in a hot tub at like at my mum's step like my mum's new boyfriend's house the yeah, one yeah, who stole yeah, from yeah. me yeah, that's yeah that's and I remember putting, putting my dick near where the water jet was in there and then that made it me it fit come. in the hole they're not a big hole and then I just came in the spa and I went oh that was good and then I did it again like three days later and I was like well I don't want the cum to go around again yeah, yeah. so I put glad wrap around my yeah. dick anyway then his mum had a spa and that's how Amos has brothers <laughs> Uh, um, you know, I'm looking at you. I think we are the same weight. Probably. <laughs> he doesn't. He's not joking. He does believe that. He does believe we're the same. You weight. guys think I'm not joking? Like, I don't know. I'm I don't just. Know. <laughs> I think I have body dysmorphia. No, I I know what my body looks. Actually, it's not good. Like, I'll yeah. be honest. Forrest is just the least successful bulimic I've ever met. <laughs> I've tried it. I just can't do it. After day. I've thought about it. I was like, man, I wish I could throw up after eating. It would be great, but I just can't do it. No matter how bad I feel. From the looks of you, you can't even shit after eating. <laughs> nah, shit good. Didn't your dad teach you how to vomit your food up? Look, this, this, oh, this, this, I, I talk to my dad now. This is this is podcast about your mom, how terrible she is. So I'm let's not lose focus on that. What we should do is we should get Forrest's dad and your mom to have a child and produce the most awful human that's ever lived. <laughs> <laughs> Just the most lonely kid. He <laughs> <laughs> shows up. This one's for you, mum. She's not here, mate. There's one empty sheet. It's your mum. She's fucking a plastic surgeon in the bathroom. This is actually a true story. Did you see what I put on my Instagram of her in that car? Oh, I thought that was porn. No. <laughs> she, has a, she was driving an Aston Martin. Mm. And I was like, well, she doesn't have that kind of No, car. she was having a threesome with one guy called Aston and one guy called Martin. <laughs> oh. All right. <laughs> she was actually just fucking a guy called Wayne. But he owns a gold mine. Right. That's what I found out. We had, went out for dinner with him, and he was he was there, and he was trying to be all nice. And it's like, well, yeah. I said, how long have you got That's to good. He's there? probably employed her as his <laughs> main digger. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, mum's gold digging has taken of all literal sets. Oh, my jack was better. Yeah. He got there. Yeah, I'm sorry. But Wayne, Wayne passed on a note. He said he enjoyed your show, and he, he apologised that they couldn't oh, get there earlier. Mate, mate, say hello to Mr. King for me. Thank him. Well, Wayne King, it's a... Yeah, it's Wayne See? King, I went back to the beginning for us. Oh, thanks, man. I'm a bit pissed off two drinks. Ah, that should be a good show. Well, you got anything else for us? For us, you dictate everything? You steer the ship? No, I mean, I think we're I'm good. Wank technique? <laughs> Is that defamation? Yeah. yeah, but you're a, you're a lawyer in Townsville. <laughs> I, I, I assume most of your cases are things like, oh, someone lost his bike. <laughs> what, what are the big cold cases that they have to crack in this town? Someone baited me, Croc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had 400 sheep, now I have 398. <laughs> dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you see in this show is the actual truth. <laughs> The names have been changed, but everything else remains the same. <laughs> These are the stories that people... It just starts with a guy in a paddock. One, <laughs> two. He gets up to about 40 and he falls asleep. <laughs> that's, a, that's a nice family-friendly game. <laughs> uh, so nice. Uh, all right, so we're here in Townsville. We're about to do the show. And uh, how many people are at the show? 
about two and a half thousand. And there's 170,000 people live in Townsville. It's a big, that's a good ratio. Isn't this podcast a little bit more unruly when Kelly's not around? Um, <laughs> Kelly's our barometer yeah. of fucking morality. Yeah, she'll have fun editing. Kelly's so. listening to this right now with a heroin needle hanging out of her arm in an alleyway <laughs> going, if I was there, things would be different. Uh, we'll give her a call and then we'll end the podcast. We'll let her, we'll let her say hello. So it just she feels right about that. And then we'll, we got to get a show. We got to get a, got to do a show. All right. So we got to do a show. When's this, when's this podcast coming out? It's coming out Wednesday. Like Wednesday. In, which would be tomorrow here, but it'll be two days in, in Wednesday. the States. Right now it's like, it's. So, you, uh, so you've probably by now, you've seen the news, you've seen what happened in Townsville <laughs> after the show. Yeah. I'd like to say I'm innocent. Oh, I thought she looked 18. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, let's see if she pick. It's late there. I don't think anyone's going to pick up, but she's up late usually. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, she's up late uh, tweaking. <laughs> it's def- defaming everybody on the show. She's not picking up. By the way, thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, please rate it if you haven't already, and subscribe to it on iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher or wherever you listen to podcasts and. Uh, and catch uh, your tour. You didn't even mention the tour in Asia. I'm doing a tour in Asia called Jim in Asia. <laughs> yeah, it's called uh, Crazy Medium Rich White Guy. <laughs> <laughs> we should name it that. <laughs> Not crazy, though. Like, like uh, middle of the road. Yeah. They're like kinda... Medium rich, cool, yeah. Asian. Yeah. They're not crazy, so they'll be like... Somewhat sane. Somewhat sane. Doing okay. Gets a bit loud after alcohol, sane. <laughs> White guy. <laughs> Tour. It's got, a, it's got a ring to it. All right, MS, do you want to promote anything? Nah, nah, nothing. Just go. Oh, you got, you got to promote something. There'd yeah, be, you got shit coming up. There'd be one of your huh? things. What about any of your festivals? Oh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm going to the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. There you go. Fringe in the Perth. Uh, Fringe Festival and my Instagram has all that. And, what, 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 and what's your website? Where's my mom dot com? Is that where they say find stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have the same outright. Why would you? Let's see. Where should they find yeah, your yeah. dates? He thinks your upbringing looks different. <laughs> yeah, we're the same weight, aren't we? Emotionally. All right, give out your website or I something where website. they can find my Instagram. That's where. Where do they find this website anymore? Oh, I do. Everybody has a website yeah, well, still. Millennials, we don't do it. You haven't got a website. You don't show. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're only yeah. you're only a yeah, comedian. Why would you have a website? Yeah. Look who's so fucking successful. <laughs> no Captain No Web Page. And his, fucking, his fucking career decisions. <laughs> well, you can't just, even get your mum to show up on time. <laughs> just put in Amos. Oh man, I just looked at him. His little face. His little face. He just it just dropped like this. Like uh, every with every joke, uh, with every bit of love from the crowd, I'll fill this hole. <laughs> I'll fill if this I bomb well, tonight, I'll kill myself. <laughs> well, go to my website. I have a website. It's foreshaw.net, uh, and I'm going to be back here in Australia at the end of February and March. All the dates are on there in Sydney and Melbourne, and I'm going to go to Adelaide, too, and do some shows, but I don't know about those yet. So, That's it. Jim, any last words? Good night, Australia. All right. Thank you. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.